Welcome to M.T. Stevenson's Organic Honey. This is a testimony tea party in which all the tea I serve is self-made. The ingredients are raw, unfiltered, and saturated with truth and inspiration. There are fun flavors like turning 40, meeting God, weight loss, family matters, midlife money, and so much more. There's a lot of tea for everyone. So grab a mug, let's sip, and chat. Welcome to episode 20 of M.T. Stevenson's Organic Honey, and I am M.T. Stevenson. This episode is called Stevenson Love Story. Brothers and sisters, thank you all so much for tuning in on yet another Sip and Chat. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy to hear from you. And if you're not so new to the podcast, welcome back. I'm so happy to hear from you. Brothers and sisters, it is the day after Valentine's Day and I am still feeling the love. So I want to share with you all the Stevenson love story on how me and my husband became the Stevensons. I also apologize for the way my voice sounds. I do my voice out completely on karaoke. Between my birthday, the Super Bowl, and Valentine's Day, I had way too much fun. And sadly, my voice was the couch routine for it. So I apologize. So, how did me and Everett become the Stevensons? In the words of the Golden Girl Sophia Petrillo, picture it. Chicago, 1997. In 97, I was 16 years old, and I was in my senior year of high school. During that summer, I was dating a young man, and I thought he was the love of my life. He was a beautiful young man, and every girl on the block wanted him, and I was no exception. Well, let me run down his resume at that time. He was 15. He was tall. He was very darker skinned, like a Hershey bar. He played basketball. He was a straight-A student. He was said to go to Annapolis to become an engineer after graduation. He had a car and a job, so of course he was a catch. And every girl wanted him. I was one of them, and he chose me. I thought I was really doing it in them days. So this was the 90s, and I was fluffy, but I was cute. And I guess he thought so, too. So we dated for five months, which in teenage terms is an eternity. We dated, and in the summer, it was a really hot summer. We went everywhere. We was thick as thieves, at least so I thought. One week before school started, he broke up with me. He chose another girl. Now, I guess it was time for him to upgrade since those stats were so great. He chose a young lady who was a pageant girl and was going to be set to be Miss Teen USA or something like that. Oh, I couldn't stand that little girl. I knew her before he knew her and, well, nerds to both of them. <laughs> But he broke my little heart in two. And at that point, I thought he was the love of my life. But I wasn't mad just because he broke up with me. I was mad because the only thing I had on my mind at that time was the prom. And he killed the dream. I had a whole plan for the prom. He was supposed to be in the picture with me so that my mother would have some nice picture of me to put on the fireplace. And he killed the plan. I was so mad and hurt. I didn't know what to do. So school started a little early that year. Now I went to a vocational high school. So there was little mini schools within that one school. I mean, it was called CVS at the time. And that school was huge. 
and they had something for everybody. So if he was into aviation, they got you. If he was into carpentry and electronics, they had you. If you was into business or culinary arts or music, whatever you was into, they had a mini school for it. Now, I was in a mini school of music. I wanted to be in business at the time, but business was all filled up. And because the altitude test they gave you then said that I was creative minded, they put me in music. I didn't have any musical talent, y'all. But I thought I wanted to be a writer. So if I could write a song, I could be a writer. So music it is. And um, on the opposite side of the school, we had carpentry. So that's where... The boys learn how to make stuff with, with wood and learn how to lay down carpet. And some of them was learn how to install cable, that kind of thing. So uh, that's going to be relevant later to the story. So this is the last year of high school. Now, when I went into high school for the senior year, I already knew that I was going to graduate early. They was going to give me my diploma in January. But I didn't want that. I wanted to be able to participate in the prom and the class trips and all of that stuff. So the school basically gave me my diploma later, but they let me participate in all the school functions. So I thought that was cool of them. So I was 16. I already graduated high school, basically, and was looking forward to the prom. I had three friends in high school, three or four. That was it. I had three or four friends in high school, and I gave my ladies an assignment. Girls, I need you all to find me a prom date. Somebody that is cute enough to take a picture with so my mother will have something to put on the fireplace. That is the only goal. He doesn't have to like me. I don't have to like him. We just got to look good together in a photo. Girls, go. So I gave my girls an assignment and off they went. And you should have seen some of the boys they dragged upon my table. Oh, no. They were losers. Some of them. Some of them were dumb as stumps. Most of them were not cute. I did not find nothing in that school. I mean, I've been there for four years. I knew everybody, at least so I thought. But there was just no interesting prospects that wasn't already taken. I'm like, okay, this is going to be harder than I thought. So, ladies, let's go abroad. We're going to have to go to other high schools and see what we can do. Now, all of them had boyfriends or was at least entertaining somebody. And I was not because my plan went up in smoke thanks to the so-called love of my life. So, yes, I was bitter. <laughs> So we went to other high schools and visited other high schools and there was no prospects there either. I said, what happened to the Chicago boys? They used to be cute. I guess not now, but ugh, the well was running dry, y'all. And time was running up. So I'm going to school and uh, my friends and I were trying to devise these plans on how to get the boys to the yard, if you know what I mean. And there he was. This young man... Oh my goodness. This was the 90s. And this guy was fine. I have never seen him in this school before. He had the skin of a vanilla wafer cookie. He had an afro that was so big that it covered his eyes. And he looked so cute. He wasn't wearing a uniform like we all had to wear. Well, he kind of was. He wore the polo like we had to wear. But on top of it, he had an eyes sweater. And it was way too big for him but again it was the 90s and we were all wearing oversized clothing then but i thought this was the cutest boy i have ever seen and i said to my friends where was he y'all brought me all of these losers and whatnot and y'all let this one get past is he single they was like oh girl that's woo 
Wu? What kind of name is Wu? He don't look Asian to me. They said Michelle. That's my given name, y'all. Michelle, girl, you so silly. They call him Wu because he a rapper. A rapper? Oh, no. Not a musician. Now, I was in music, yes, so I knew how those musicians and rappers act. I didn't want no part of that. Besides, I had a guy that was going to Annapolis. Rapper wasn't going to be on, that wasn't going to do. So I said, oh, no, not a rapper. They, they, they said, yeah, girl, he rapped just like Wu-Tang Clan. That's why they call him Wu. I said, oh, no. But he's so cute, though, even though I couldn't see his face because his hair was so big. But still, I thought he was so cute. So for weeks and weeks, I was looking at him. And I was trying to sort of get up the nerve to talk to him. And my two friends that I rode with at the time, they knew him because they were once in carpentry. They was in music with me now, but they was in carpentry then. So they knew him and he was in the school of carpentry. So we would walk down this long runway to get to our seats in the lunchroom. At this point, the seniors basically had their choice of seating. And because we like consistency, we all stayed at the same table. So me and my three or four friends all sat at the same table. But you had to walk down this catwalk-like runway to get there. And his seat, along with his friends, were in, a, in the route, so to speak. So for weeks and weeks, my first friend would go hug him because she liked him. She knew him. My second friend would hug him. She liked him. She knew him. And for me, nothing. So for weeks, it was hug, hug, nothing. Hug, hug, nothing. Because he didn't know me. And I looked at him. And, I, and he looked at me. And this went on for weeks. So one day, I got tired of the hug, hug pass. So sure enough, friend number one walked, gave him a hug. Friend number two walked, gave him a hug. And then there was me. I looked right at him. And I said, oh, you going to give me a hug. So we hugged each other. And I cannot lie, y'all. There were sparks. Physical sparks. We gave each other a soft embrace. And we looked at each other. Did you feel that? Did you feel that? We both looked dazed and confused. And I went to my seat all slow and sat down. He sat down and we just kept staring at one another. And I'm like, wow. And he was like, wow. <laughs> but we still didn't make a move. So the next day, I'm walking to lunch with this young lady, another young lady. We weren't what you call friends. We were frenemies. So I was smart. She was smart. I was graduating early. She was graduating early. And she said, did you find a prom date? Because everybody at this point knew I couldn't find a prom date. She goes, did you find a prom date? And I said, well, I don't know, but there is a guy in school I like. And I pointed to him because I saw him from where I was. She said, oh, you mean Everett? And I said, Everett? I thought his name was Wu. Well, okay. She said, oh, no, that's Everett. Don't date him. Wow. Really? Yeah. He'll just break your heart. How do you know? I used to date him. Oh. Okay, well, sorry for you. But I still have my eyes set on him. That was just fixated. And um, I went to my seat with my other little friends, all three of us. And I sat there and he walked over. My heart started beating in my ears. He walked over and he was so cute. Blue eyes, eyes sweater, 
yellow polo, big afro, and I could actually see his face. And he was even cuter. He had LL's lips and that vanilla wafer skin. And boy, was he cute. So he came over to my table. And he said, now, I thought he was going to say the smoothest thing. I mean, he looked like LL. I thought he was going to come at me like LL Cool J. But that was not the case. He came over and he said, you know, I like it, right? Ooh, I can hear the record scratch in my head. Huh? Yeah, I like you. They call me Woo. Okay. I think you cute. We gonna go out. Okay. He had a notebook in his hand. Spiral notebook. He tear off a piece of paper, scribble his number, and go ring me up. And just walked off. I was like, what? I was so confused. My friend was like, ring you up? What do you mean ring you up? I'm like, girl, shut up. We having a moment here because I'm still dazed and confused. So I looked at that piece of scribbled paper with his phone number on it. And I didn't know what to do with it. I just stared at it. Went to my class. We couldn't even concentrate on what the teacher was talking about. And I didn't care no way because I was already graduating. So I stared at that paper all period long. Went home, stared at that paper, tacked it on the wall. And my mom said, hey, what was that? I said, oh, um, this is a, a number from a boy at school I'm thinking about. And up until this point, my mother didn't know about the so-called love of my life. She thought I was a lesbian. Nothing wrong with lesbians. I'm just saying. But my mother thought, oh, a boy? Oh, wow. You got a boyfriend? You better call that boy. Now, what parent would normally encourage you to call some boy? But my mother did. She was like, oh, we get into the prom. She wanted to go to the prom just as much as I did. So she said, oh, you better call that boy. I said, mom, you don't know nothing about him. She said, you don't either. You won't know until you call him. So after staring at this number for so long, I got up the nerve and I dialed because it was a landline phone. No cell phones then. I got up the nerve, picked up the phone. I dialed on the first ring. Hello? Yeah, is Wu home? this him but they call me Everett that's my real name oh I'm Michelle he said yeah I know and we talked for seven hours seven hours on a landline the phone bill was crazy and we set up a date to go out and it was on September 7th so this is right after Labor Day we set up to go to see the movie Hoodlum he wanted to see it I didn't know nothing about it, didn't care. And uh, I had to look fly. So I was so excited. He was so cute. And um, I was trying to figure out what to wear. Now, this is the 90s. So I had a pair of Jabot overalls that I hadn't worn at that point. And it was still kind of hot outside. So I had the tank top Jabot overalls. My sister was a hairstylist. And at that time, my hair was really thick and kind of long. But I needed something new. It was starting to shed a little bit because I was a little stressed. So I went to my sister and she said, okay, we're going to get you that wrap, which is sort of like a straight hair dude. Then she said, well, okay, we're going to get that wrap on, cut that bob. And I said, you know what? Cut it. She said, what? I said, cut it, cut it, cut it. Halle Berry, cut it. Are you serious? Yep. Cut my hair. You do know the problem's coming up, right? Yep. Cut it. 
she cut my hair and I was giving Halle Berry, Tony Braxton realness. And I had on Jabot overalls, uh, a gray tank top underneath, and I borrowed my uncle's denim jacket to pair with the overalls and a pair of white case Swiss. You could not tell me I was not cute, okay? Sis was shutting it down. This is the first date with this vanilla wafer hottie. Oh, I had to bring it. So I told him to meet me at the Peppies across the street from our school. Because I didn't want him to come to the house. He could have been crazy. I don't know. And um, off I went. And I got to Peppy's. And I walked around Peppy's. And I was so nervous. And there he was. He walked up. I will never forget this for as long as I live. He had cut his fro down a little bit. It was still a fro. But he had cut it down. He wore a white Nike shirt with black stripes. Stone washed jeans that were oversized. And black wallabies. He was fine, y'all. Fine. And he came into Pappy's. And he took me by my arm. And we went on the bus all the way to Ford City Mall. Which was very, very far. On the bus, that was like almost two hours from where we were to the mall. And we got on the bus. And he was talking. And I was talking. And it was as if I known him my entire life. Come to find out, he lived in my neighborhood the entire time. Now, I wasn't always in the neighborhood. I was always going around somewhere. But we passed, we crossed paths our entire lives. We went to the same day camps. We knew all the same people. We was on the opposite sides of the same neighborhood. And we ended up going to the same high school. So, I have been in his orbit since we were 10. Since we were 10 years old day camp we went to the same day camps at the same time we knew all the same people because a lot of kids transferred from one grammar school to the other and he knew those same kids so we knew each other so we thought we it was as if we known each other our entire lives and we were talking on that long bus ride there was a young lady that came on the bus who was dressed up like a clown big red wigs big floppy shoes and we was cracking up. And that broke the ice. And we went to Forest City Mall. And we wanted to see Hoodlum. Well, he wanted to see Hoodlum. So first, we went into the mall. And we went shopping. I went to Victoria's Secrets. Now, I know my young mind, that was so bad. <laughs> but I went to Victoria's Secrets because I wanted to smell good. Because that's what the girls did in the 90s. And he was the only male in there and i'm trying fragrance after fragrance after fragrance so i'm spraying stuff all around hey you think you like that you think you like that you think you like that and he's just sneezing over there and smelling all of these fragrances and then all the other ladies that were shopping were doing the same thing they were spraying fragrances in his face they was holding up lingerie you think my husband was like this his mind must have been blown at this point and then there was a larger lady that came out in full lingerie. Young man, you think my husband would like this? I could have died. He wanted to die. <laughs> it was so funny. So after we went shopping, we went to the shoe store. And he bought himself some shell toe Adidas. They were slick. They were real slick. And no kid in school had them because all the kids were wearing Jordans then. So he was already different. 
And I like that. And um, after that, we got hungry. So we decided to go to Taco Bell. And they had these Twister burritos out then. And we both tried it. And it was the nastiest thing we ever tasted. We did not like it. It was no shade to Taco Bell. It was just this thing was so new. And it wasn't our thing. And we both was trying it and just didn't like it. And he says, hmm, maybe we should try something else. I said, yeah, let's try something else. And um, we knew that we was going to go to Olive Garden after the movie. So, yeah, 16-year-old kid, that was pretty swanky. <laughs> but we had a long time before the movie started. And we were both hungry. So he says, you, you like KFC? I said, yeah, I guess. So we went down there. And <laughs> he would never let me forget this. So we went down to KFC. And I said, okay. I'll take a 20-piece honey barbecue, potato wedges, and a large Coke. And I looked at him and I said, what you going to have? He looked at me as if I lost my mind. And he told the, the cashier, I'm going to have the same thing. So we both ate our weight in honey barbecue wings, 20 honey barbecue wings a piece. And we had a good time. They was all messy. They was ooey. They were gooey. They were delicious. Then we was going to go to the movie. So the movie, uh, we went to go see Hoodlum, and that's where the sparks flew. We got about maybe 10 or 15 minutes into the movie, and we made out throughout the entire movie. Till this day, in 2022, neither Everett or I saw the movie Hoodlum. We can never finish it, because every time we try to watch it, we start making out, and that's the end of that. I have never seen the end of that movie to this day. No tea, no shade to Lawrence Fishburne or Vanessa Williams, but we have never seen that movie. But thank you. So we went to the movie and we didn't go to the Olive Garden because we were still full from the honey barbecue wings and the makeout session. So it was a good date nonetheless. I had my Care Bear gummy bears in the movies that I didn't get to eat because I was too busy sucking face. And we went home and we went home on the bus and he escorted me home. And then he walked off with my Care Bear gummy bears. The next day we went to school, he was gleaming like a nightlight. And as was I. And all the kids thought that we went all the way. So we both walked into the school. And all the kids went, ooh. <laughs> and nothing happened that day. I mean, yes, we made out. But nothing below the belt happened that day. But um, we knew that we was going to be a couple. We knew we was going to be a couple. And it started right there, September 7th, 1997. And after that, we went on several dates. And uh, that was wonderful. That was the best thing that ever happened out of high school was my husband, Everett. And we dated, graduated school. We dated for 20 years. <laughs> We dated for 20 years. We have been through ups, downs, left, right, sideways for 20 years. And we got married September 7th, 2017. <laughs> 20 years later, I married him. And, well, I think it worked out. Now, I know you wonder, why did it take you 20 years? Well, life happened, and at that time, I thought that I had to make a name for myself being an independent woman, and well, it took me 20 years to realize that that didn't work, <laughs> and in 
And he waited because he loved me. I mean, I drove him crazy. He drove me crazy. But both of us didn't want no one else to drive us crazy but each other. And we've been driving each other crazy. So here we are 24 years later. Four years into legal marriage. And we're still driving each other crazy. And that is how the Stevensons became the Stevensons. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters. I hope you all like that story because it gives me goosebumps. And every Valentine's Day, I think about how we met. And we tell that story to each other as if we never heard it. And it's so romantic and it's so beautiful. This Valentine's Day was no exception. My husband, Everett, always do Valentine's Day something out the box. Our first Valentine's Day ever, we spent it in my family home. And my mother was just about to sell the house. And so it was empty. And we spent Valentine's Day there. And we didn't have no money. We didn't. We were kids. We didn't have any money. And I had told him the story a long time ago about how I never got one of those little Valentine's uh, cards in school. You know, the ones that they pass out. They got the little cartoon characters on it. And then they give you like the Smarties with the little words on them or what happened. I, my Valentine's days have never been great either. So I told him that story. So on Valentine's Day, he gave me cartoon cards. But he gave me a thousand of them. Each and every one of them had a handwritten message. Just because it's Wednesday. Just because I love you. Just because you're my girl. Just because. And they were handwritten messages. And he had put them on fishing wires and suspended them from the ceiling. So when I walked into the room, it was just thousands of cards just all over the place. And he had a little carpet picnic set up. Oh, it was so romantic. And over the years, he had always thought outside the box for Valentine's Day. So every Valentine's Day, I get a little excited. I think about how we met. I think about our first Valentine's Day. And I also think about all the gifts he gave me throughout the years. That was always out the box. I mean, he has given me stars in my name. He has adopted penguins in my name. He always gave me some kind of stuffed animal, cooked me something fantastic. It was always something off the ball. And this Valentine's Day was no exception. He gave me big Mickey and Minnie Mouse uh, stuffed animals. And we had a wonderful romantic dinner at home. And um, I have to say, even though this was Valentine's Day, every day for the last 24 years, has been Valentine's Day. Never have I not got a compliment out of him. Never have I not got a I love you out of him and vice versa. And here we are 24 years later, still as crazy as in love as we were then. So brothers and sisters, there you have it. Stevenson Love Story. Brothers and sisters, thank you all so much for tuning in to M.T. Stevenson's Organic Honey. New episodes come out every Tuesday and every Friday. You can find it on Anchor, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, and many more platforms to come soon. Please follow and subscribe and set your alerts for those new episodes. Also, feel free to rate and message me on all platforms as well. Thank you all so much for allowing my heart to flow to your ears. And until next time, stay blessed.